understand that there's so much to life, whether you're the CEO or the janitor. Given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing. On this episode of the Now or Never podcast, Tim sits down with his beautiful better half, Brittany Rexius, and Joe Binley from Project AD zooms in to the podcast. They talk a little business, they talk a little bit about their past, and they talk a lot about the future. Welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things entrepreneurship, people who just take life and kick it in the ass. With my special guest, Brittany Rexius, and the man himself, Joe Binley. Uh, bro, like, you're in, are you in LA right now? This is not how we planned it, Tim. No. <laughs> you were supposed to be here a couple of weeks ago, and then all this crazy shit. Um, I know. I was still looking forward to the trip. It's still Nebraska. cold here, even. I was like, on countdowns. I love coming up there. It's like being back home. Oh, yeah. And it was, it's still cold here. So, I mean, really yeah, like home. Cold, I know so you I don't do. Know why I relocated to California. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you in Los Angeles right now, then, or where are you at? I live in Huntington Beach. I mean, nice. Yeah, it's honestly it's one of the uh it's probably one of the nicest places that I ever visited, you know. So I was, I've been coming backwards and forwards for ten years to the States. Yeah. And it's just the one place I visited where I'd actually felt relaxed for the first time. That was like in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So I always wanted to live in LA from being a child. So it was that was like always, I'm going up there one day. And everyone just laughs at that kind of stuff. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're like <laughs> a kid from the farm in the middle of nowhere that like doesn't even have a village shop. It's like, how are you going to get there? I'm like, well, I'm going to get there one day. Yeah. So it was there from childhood. And then when I visited, I was like, okay, this is the this is the area. I'm going to come back. And I was, I'm, this is where I've landed. So Well, we had said, like, I, she, she had said something about, like, is he living out there now? I'm like, well, judging by how more and more tan he gets, I'm going to go with, yeah, he's there all the time now. So uh, <laughs> I, I get that comment so much because I've been literally being pale my whole life. Yeah, I was going to say. I used to, I used to play um, cricket, which is a summer sport. So I knew I, I would be out in the field, like, playing all day. I'd be working the farm in the summer. And, so I knew I had the ability, the ability to get some tan. Where everyone here is like, you injecting melatonin? tan? What are you taking? Like, <laughs> That's what I oh. thought you were doing, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I go for a walk every day. Um, if I'm not traveling, like that breaks up my day for like 45 minutes, usually mid-afternoon, because I'm an early riser with the time difference. I, I go to bed quite late and I can't stare at the same four walls. I've got to move. Yeah. yeah. So just going out for like 45 minutes a day, I just catch it, you know, so... So, like, what is it? What's it look like out there? Is everything pretty well locked down where you're at? Like, there's, yeah, God. it's California, dude. You <laughs> yeah. <can imagine. laughs> oh yeah, I can only imagine. Um, I think we were one of the first places to be shut down. Yeah. Um, so it's been nearly a month now. Um, it, where I am, not like the masks wearing isn't enforced in stores yet. I'm just waiting for that to come. Um, I don't own a mask. Yeah. Um, I wasn't bed for 16 days so i'm with the i'm guessing it was the virus but they were testing yeah but i was i was uh sick, i had all the symptoms and my brother actually had it uh, the week before in the uk and our symptoms kind of matched but it hit me a little harder with having the pre-existing autoimmune conditions which i've been struggling with for a couple of years yeah so that wiped me out for say 16 days and I was sleeping anywhere between 16 and sometimes I'm getting on for 20 hours a day. Oh, yeah. That's uh I talked to Frank a little bit and said you were just down for the count. So he thought you had the, yeah, had the Corona. So 
Yeah, and then I've been good for about 10 days now. Like, yeah. I'm back at 100%, but I don't know. I, th- I think it's time for to relax things. I don't want to get stuck into the virus because everyone's talking about it too much, but I, I think it's time now just to start relaxing or else the economical uh, ramifications are just going to be too much for people to come back from. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of, like, so you just basically launched Professor Nuts here in the U.S. for the most part, like, at the same time. Talk about, like, just... <laughs> Talk about time. Oh, right? no shit, right? Um, I mean, which, if you guys haven't tried Professor Nuts, I mean, listen to this. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I had to hide it in my office because my assistant stole my jars and ate it all. So I got a couple of jars at home that I've been hiding from the rest of my family. Um, Likely and, story, Tim. No, uh, not anymore. <laughs> Likely story. <laughs> blame, it on the assi- blame it on the assistant. Yeah. Well, it wasn't <laughs> me. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the phenomenal product. You had your team set up. You, you've been working on this for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, this isn't... It's been going on for three years, like legitimately. And um, I've invested... There's been a lot of honestly a lot of stress in this product because it's such a disruptive technology and i'm like before i I put my name on something it's like god i've got to convince myself you know and it's like so we had so much anecdotal evidence and obviously we did a soft launch and you know we got attacked and i've spent a decade building my reputation obviously over here it's been like five years in the states but in europe and specifically the uk it's been 10 years and I was back then, Tim, like you'll know because you've been here for a while. Like, you not everyone could, you, you weren't just building a brand from nothing then. You couldn't just start a brand. You had to kind of be invited into the industry and have someone of status with um, a strong history who's well known put their name on you to have that trust. And, yeah. And that was given to me straight out of university. I was consulting for the biggest sports nutrition online retailer and one of the biggest UK brands whilst I was in university by like the last 12 to 18 months of my degree. I was actually um, importing, doing tooling agreements in China and importing um, packaging materials from China for them. Um, so to have some those guys put their name on me, it, that that means a lot. I have a very strong moral code and code. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when someone trusts you and put push their name on you, then I've always carried that through. So going back to Professor Nuts, we did the soft launch, and then there was I won't mention any names. We're on the like some of the uh, people who spoke out against it, and I was like, I was already planning on doing a study. Um. It was already in progress. Not the study wasn't in progress, but the proposal and application was in progress at um, University down in Texas, um, TCU. And literally, the that was like some. We launched in November two thousand and God, what was it? Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, because I was pregnant. Um, we yeah. soft launch because we gave it to you guys at the Olympia to mm-hmm. try yeah. out that year. And um, I was like, yeah, a few couple of months away. So we got so much kickback. I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to sit on it for as long as it takes to get a study. Yeah. Um, so we, set, we started the process with TCU. They were very excited to do it. And then in January, the lead researcher got recruited um, to go somewhere in the, uh, the Northeast to go do the, the military. It was like a once in a lifetime opportunity and he'd been there for a lot of years. 
So when he left, they're like, well, we haven't got the resources now. We could be, you know, 12 to 18 months away from having the capacity to do this study. I'm like, well, that's no good to me. We'd already yeah. agreed to this design study and the cost. And like, how much I've put into this product, like financially, is just a whole yeah. other animal in itself. You know, it was a huge, huge investment. So then I was like, go start from scratch again. And I reached out to Ryan Lowry who's really well-known in the industry and yeah. very strong in the keto community. And I was like, hey, I've got this, um, this product. Would you guys be interested in undertaking the study? So they were like, yeah, we'd love to do something. So I sent them all the design briefs that I had with TCU, so it was quite quick to put together. And they could actually get people to uh, participants for the study much quicker than... TCU because they, they obviously have like spring break and holidays, yeah. vacations and breaks. Whereas um, out in Tampa, uh, where Ryan and Jacob was involved, um, overseeing the study as well, but Ryan was really heading it up. They just have athletes in their own facility yeah. every single day training and people in there. So it was easy for them to get participants that weren't going to drop out because yeah. with every study, you get a high dropout rate. So it, <clears throat> I know there was another video that came out after the study and like, oh, well, there's only this many participants. I'm like, do you understand the cost to have people stick to that? Because it was done over such a long period where they're staying on the same diet yeah. and then they have a washout period and then they, they run the second product, you know? So it's a long time. So having people to adhere to that, it's, yeah. it's a big ask. It's a big commitment. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, like when you first did your soft launch, I mean, well, she was pregnant, so she was, she was getting down on the, on the, oh, on yeah. the restaurants because she was eating everything. Um, but well, you were, um, but, uh, you know, that, that's what I think people watch this you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, like understand anytime you do something, you're going to have your haters come out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just because they're jealous, they didn't come up with it. And sometimes it's to put yours down to promote another brand. I remember somebody else putting his down, I remember putting yours, I remember this vehemently, like yeah. put yours down and three days later launched their own. Yeah, and I got well, so pissed. It's, it's and I was like, Tim, like I've always, I want, I want to differentiate, and I've always, I always believe that I've raised the standard. Yeah, like with every supplement I've released, I've been well ahead on. They've all got a unique sell point. We never do anything that's generic. So with this being so different, I wanted to do something to differentiate us again. Yeah, we've got the product, but we both know being in this industry long enough, there's people have to make a quick book. Oh yeah. And like just the thought of me putting out this product without um, a study behind it. We've got, as I say, we have a ton of anecdotal evidence. We've actually got another, it's like, it's an anecdotal study that I didn't even know about. Alex Kickle, one of our coaches, he's like so impartial. Like he had like 40 of his athletes, competitive and non-competitive, he was running tests I didn't even know about. We've not even published those results, but they all showed the same thing as, as the study. They, it made no impact whether we're in a calorie surplus or a calorie deficit to the weight loss or weight gain. So, I mean, we've not even put that out. But when you go back to the haters, I mean, Quest, they got a ton of kickback when they released the Quest bar, and they didn't do a study. So I was like, well, Quest got away with it without doing a study, and it didn't stop them. Yeah. So... You know, I'll take the nine, ten months with Ryan and Jacob to go through the process. I'm going to be honest. I was like nervous as hell when he got to <laughs> November, the results with you. I'm yeah. like, 
I put so much into this product, I sweat equity and just like the stress levels are off the hook at some points because like that, um, when people are saying negative things about my company and questioning my integrity more than anything, it's more about the integrity. I just feel like sick and I'm like, I'm getting better with it now because I'm doing the stuff on JTV and you read the comments and they're just, I just find them hilarious. So it's like more like water <laughs> off a duck's back. But back then it used to affect me a lot and a lot of stress and health. I got a massive like knock on to my health. Like, oh yeah. You know, and you can't, well, you can in the negativity because you, you build your business based on integrity and character values yeah. and who you are. That's, it's you. It's, it's not just your company. It's you they're attacking and, you know, it's funny. I was always told this. I told this in a couple of podcasts, but I did a video on social media. I learned to let it roll off my back. I just don't give a shit anymore. The bigger I get, the more people that come at me. The YouTube comments they crack me up for the most part. Um, but I was doing a video on Instagram on Shreddable, um, and which is the greatest fabriner ever. Nobody's yeah. ever taken it. Shreddable Project AD make you sweat like you wouldn't believe. So I'm doing a video on it, and some dude because I'm in Nebraska, right? Some dude from California, it was San Diego or LA, yeah. was like popped and commented on the video they go but you're fat bro and i replied but my staff's freaking out they're like he's being negative he's he's like, you're full of shit you're fat bro and i'm like so i replied oh i got this i replied back and said well no shit that's why i'm taking a fat burner homie if i was skinny i wouldn't need it <laughs> and he replied back get got her phone to recall the center shop and bought it over the phone yeah like, listen you know it, it's just one of those but it is but it is i understand exactly because you put a lot into this so this has been years mm-hmm. um and it it is hard for somebody like, cause you build your company around you. Like that's like you said, like you have credit, you have credentials and versus, you know, certain bigger companies that just are out there to make a buck. They'll weather a storm cause they don't care. Um, you know, they'll pump up with a new product if another one gets bad press, but with guys like you and me, it's, it's capital intensive to bring out something. Yeah. Especially, uh, when your name's on it. Well, yeah. And you've got to look at like the, the history of the company, like, um, there's been no investment. There's been no bank loans. There's been no big startup fund. Product one was like 500 bottles or something. I had like $2,000 to start the company with. Yeah. So product one became product two, became product three, became product four, became product five. There's only a certain growth rate that you can you can uptrend. There's only a certain rate of, which of growth you can, you can deal with that because you've got such limited reserves. So it's only like this January... Last November, December, January, we're actually starting doing the paid, paid advertisements and things because I've had the resources too. And I'm like, oh, my guys around me, it's like, well, you need to. I'm like, look, I know exactly about time pacing to build the business. Time pacing for product releases is times, times to, and I relate this to bodybuilding for a lot of athletes who don't get it. Like, there's a time to push and there's a time to hold. It's the same with your body. Mm-hmm. There's a time yeah. you can really push through a growth phase. It's the same as business. There's a time to push through a growth phase. And sometimes you've got to just get homeostasis, sit back and hold, yeah. recoup, and then go again, you know. And using this virus as an example, I've taken all the positives out of this situation possible. I've got all my team together, um, formulated the strategy that we're going to grow when we bounce out of this and just, like, really reinstalled morale because everyone's always at 100 miles per hour. So, so we've been on multiple calls together as a group. Yeah. Um, yeah, individually, just like, look, we're going to be fine, relax. Like, we've never had an overdraft, and we're, we've always been in the black. So, yeah. if we don't get sales for April and even in May, like, we're going to be good. It's been, <clears throat> I've built the company very 
thriftily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, which was, again, that was difficult coming and launching in America because I was coming back like two years back and forth, back and forth. It was like six weeks here, eight weeks UK, six weeks here, eight weeks back in the UK. Because I had all of the UK customers to look after as well. So that's yeah. what really yeah. burned me out. And then Frank joined and he was like, oh, well, we need this and this and this. And, my, and Frank's been awesome, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. it, I, I'm not the most, I'm different. So working with me, you've just got to have a lot of trust. And when I say something's going to work, you just got to believe it and not question it, which is difficult when you've yeah. got like a guy from another country coming and saying, look, this is the way it rolls. It goes against the grain. So he's like, we need samples. We need like X, Y, and Z. We've got to do this. I was like, tell me exactly why we need that without saying, because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, ah, okay. It's yeah. like, well, we're going to roll a little bit differently, but trust the process, you know? Yeah. Well, it's Frank and that's, you know, I knew Frank from species and then run everything labs, which, pissed me off and uh so i talked for frank and i would talk but he's like i got this new company in project ad and I, I knew who you were i was like no more frank mm, frank no 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 more frank i'm still getting rid of and the last stuff you sold him, me like, just doing that was like the hardest thing for him because he just done the run everything labs and he was like i don't want to be one of those guys that jumps yeah I'm like i can't because i've been at species for so many years and then I went and it's like, I've only been here for a few months and guys have trusted me to bring in that line. And it's like, I feel, I feel shitty if I go again. I'm like, well, look, dude, I'm going to be around for a long time. And it's funny because I sat him down when we were talking. I was like, this is where we're going to be year one. This is where we're going to be year two. This is where we're going to be year three. Like the actual turnover, I kind of predicted. I was like, this is going to take a minimum of three years. Year one, the goal is to break even. Yeah, and not make a loss. That is all. And honestly, I've been within pretty much on the money. You can ask Frank, like pretty much on the money with every single year yeah. with my predictions because you've just got to be patient. And that was the hardest thing for Frank. He's like mm -hmm. always chasing numbers. I'm like, dude, you ain't going to get the numbers. That's like, the, the sales guy. That's the sales guy in him. He just he wants the numbers. You know, that's and that, but it's it's hard to get out of that realm, though. You know, it's yeah. it's and he's, he's still there now, somewhat. And I always have to say, look, there's no gun to your head for numbers. You know, but we, what you've got to do is like with guys like you who have multiple stores and God knows how many brands come into every single week. You just got to be consistent. Yeah. Go and knock on the door, and if you don't answer the door, just leave leave something on the doorstep. And then you'll go and knock again. It's like, it might be a year down the line and you've knocked four or five times, but it's like, this guy ain't going away. And then you start looking, it's like, well, what are, what are they about? Because they've not sold out online. They've not, they're still here. How many other companies have been into my store and then dropped off? Yeah. Or come in and giving me a promise and then done the exact opposite thing like six months later. And that's a lot that's, of them. Oh, like, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Why was he going? Because you guys came up with Frank, and he's like, "You got to meet Joe. Once you meet Joe, you're going to buy it." And, and sure, shit, we met, and I found out you're basically just a farm kid, uh, the same as me. And tell me the story why I came with the logo and the name and all that stuff. And after that, it was uh, all right. Well, I love this. I mean, that's, that's for us. It's a mainstay yeah. at this point. It's, it never goes away. Um, it stays. It's, it's taken ten years. I think I mean, well, I'm in year eleven now. Just to get to the point where now I can start having fun and like the things I had planned, I can start doing. 
So if you look at our industry, Tim, and this is where <clears throat> this is where we're really going to start to accelerate our growth curve this next two to three years. Because every what does every single company do? They'll launch maybe a fat bender or a pre-workout, a protein, lad, maybe some creatine, a weight gainer. But it's all the same yeah. demographic that they're aiming at. Everyone's aiming at the same demographic. And the way they'll build the business is vertically. So this is what I explained to like all my team when they come in. It's like, look, this is what we're doing. This is the long-term plan. No one else does it like this. So you've just got to be patient. Look at what we've done. They'll build vertically. So they'll start here. Okay, we're going to go into retail. So they'll come into, into your store and they'll sell to you. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Then they'll get to a point where they're almost stagnant. It's like, okay, now we need to sell online. We're going here. We're going here. We'll just do it through our website. Then we'll have a few partners. Yep. Okay, now we need Amazon. Yeah. Now we've got, got to get some international. And once you've got to that international, the online and the domestic, who've probably dropped you out now because you're switching businesses for the online, and you've got some international, where do you go from there? Yeah. That, that glass ceiling is there. You've exhausted it. Whereas I'm like, we grow horizontally. Yeah. So we'll fair, we start with the sports performance products and the AD Elite series is always going to be protected. Yeah. So I, I came into your store, was it three years ago? Mm-hmm. Some guys will be here four or five yeah. years ago. And it's yeah. like, look, this is going to be only on, available on our website, the Elite series. And that's still true now. So, but I knew there was be, there'd be glass ceiling on that business model, the same as everybody else. So it's like, we, we're not doing that. So yeah. I need the time to build out that line, and that gave us X amount of growth. And then you saw me introduce AD Wellness, yep. which is now AD Life. And I was the first guy in the sport. I don't know any other sports nutrition brand that had a heart product four years ago. So we started looking at that. I was like, okay, <clears throat> this is going to take a little time to build, but this is the one that can go more general population. We'll exactly. allow it to go online eventually. And if... If it's built out enough, then it can go into mass market. So you've got two legitimate different brands. One that's protected for your retailers. It's not available anywhere else. One the retailers can buy and it's helpful. That's more mass market. And then Professor Nuts, which is a food item, which goes everywhere. And they all complement each other because you might get someone wanting to buy one jar of Professor Nuts and they look like, oh, these guys do health products. Let yep. me check that out. I might just buy one from the health products. And it's like, well, I occasionally work out what else have these guys got. So you start with one jar of peanut butter, you go into a health product, then you go into a performance product, and you've got that person how long? It's like a lifetime. They're always going to trust you and come back to you because the one thing's worked. Well, then I agree. So you grow horizontally across, and then you start stacking on top of that, and that's where the real ripple effects the wave effect comes for growth well and you really no one really gets well you set it up multi-generational i mean you're not even just making a vitamin like you, you you're about to launch a bergamot a citrus bergamot which i've been i saw that right correct yeah okay for yeah, cholesterol for, yeah for, yeah yeah i saw i saw it on the ad i was like and i told her i get all jack shoes why are you excited i'm like i've been waiting for somebody else to bring that other than jaro for five years 
Like, cause yeah. like me, I'm, I, I'm, what I'm trying to do is sell multi-generational. I don't want just the sports customers. I love them. I'm a sports guy, but my parents yeah. are retired. I want them to have stuff to, that they can avoid medications. I want my kids to, to be healthy. I want multi-generational cause there's not just one type of customer and yeah. you find your retailers. We, we're, we rely on the entire community. So I need the food items. I need the professor nuts. I need the stuff for cholesterol. I need the good vitamin. I also need the sports, you know, cause we're all trying to get in shape. And I, I, the way you model your company is pretty much how we try to model our retail. And I think it's smart because you've got these great retail partnerships. And I'll, um, I got a theory. This is my theory. And I'll let you <laughs> pop in on it in a second. But um, I don't look at the internet and, and the apps and, and the voice technology and all these things as a negative to my industry at all. I, it whatsoever. I consider it a great levelizer. I think a lot of the guys who've spent the last 10 years in this industry, the same as you and I have, and previously, back to the early 2000s in the retail marketplace, or a lot of the marketplace, were trying to buy their business. They either had the best location and the best shopping mall, which now is too damn expensive, or they had the best website platform, but they didn't have the personality. That's why bodybuilding.com is down 67% since 2015. It all comes down to relationships. I think that you're seeing a lot yeah. of these bigger chains, GNCs, the vitamin shops, the complete nutrition's all go under. And what you're left is with these really good retail locations that have good roots in the community community that have that. And that's who you partner with. You've really partnered with in a lot yeah. of locations are the ones who've made it like, you know, GNC closed, nothing against GNC. I'm not, there's some great franchisees. I know a lot of those guys, but they've closed 11 in my area in the last 18 months. And we've opened yeah. six new stores. I'm not saying like, and I don't have, there's no trust fund behind this. I don't have some big bank loan. It's just us finding good communities where there's a good reach and good brands we partner with. I mean, I think that poises you, uh, same with me into the future because you your your base is strong. Um, you're not well, a fly. again. This is what I have to like constantly drum into like Frank and Joey because like Frank will get frustrated every now and then. You know how he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because it's hard when you like getting nerves or it's like people that want things and he's so sales driven. Like if he doesn't have if he doesn't sell on a given day, he's like just don't speak to him. You want to avoid him. <laughs> but it's like he was like well where do you think this can be like just with the re i'm like well i'll give you a number i know exactly where we're probably going to max out going through retail stores but guess what retail stores are our longest serving partnerships they're the company's bread and butter and they're secure because they've got relationships with the customer base you get real-time feedback so if we launch a product and you like message me and said, Joe, that tastes like absolute shit. I'm being honest <laughs> with you because it's all the feedback from the customers. Well, I'm going to go and change the flavor profile because I'm yeah. getting real-time feedback. I'm like, this is the core and the bread and butter of the business. Yeah, We might have a good run online or on Amazon, but who knows? Because the landscape changes every two, three, four, five years. Oh, yeah. So to put all your eggs in one basket is just moronic, but that's what people keep doing. You oh, know, yeah. so we stay centered there. And then, as I said, it's like that horizontal base just allows you to go offshoot, offshoot, offshoot. You're always protecting that core that we started from mm -hmm. day one, yeah. which I'll never step away from, not continuously evolve and um, come out with new products and be ahead because that's, and that's where all the companies fail, in my yeah. opinion. You I, watch every other company, as company owners, or as figureheads change, or as they sell the company, they mm -hmm. lose their. Yeah. core of the company and their identity, what built the brand. And then eventually once that's gone, they just fall away completely. I, and that's the thing is I don't think people are loyal to brands as much as they are loyal to the people that represent the brand. 
I think that's yeah. people buy into personality, they buy into a movement, they buy into. I mean, yeah, I don't have the fanciest stores. I didn't do the hundred thousand dollar build outs for my retail locations because, well, shit, we couldn't afford it. Um, but you know, like we, my first store ever opened ten years ago is three blocks from here, and it's you know I've upgraded it. Some we painted it a couple times, but it, it is what it is. And but we keep growing year after year just because we're here. This is the, they they follow us. We don't. There's no filtered Instagram posts with Brittany and Tim Rexius, and you know, like we also built our company on. You know, we're very frugal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it's it's funny. It, it's we we just talked about this yesterday yeah. with younger entrepreneurs that are going to you know follow a guy like you or follow a guy like me, and they want to know how to make it. It's it's simple. Like you know, like you got to bet on yourself. One. And two, like you got to live a life of, of less than now. So later you can live a life more than anyone else later. And, yeah. you know, if you come into our house right now, you're not, you're going to see two couches. We bought it at uh, Menards uh, for, with an 11% mail-in rebate <laughs> because I have six kids and three dogs. Even yeah, if I, I, don't know, I don't know how you guys do it. I always tell people just to go, go and look at you. I'm like, look, at, look at the business, look at the development, do some look at the history and then factoring like the family life i'm like i, I struggle to look after myself <laughs> like, god, knows, god knows how you guys manage it uh, i know. do all the work she, uh. Uh, and i drink um no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh you know but well us at this point it's it's a family biz but you know like for us and like that's what we're raising our kids with mm-hmm. when they're watching all this going on that they see us we grind I mean, the yeah. one, I guess, positive we've talked about in our podcast uh, with all this going on is that we can't work quite as much because I can't travel. For the first yeah. time in 10 years, I can't go to my other locations and other states and do anything. I, I just communicate. We're conferencing, calling. We're doing that stuff all the time. We're doing the podcast. But So I've actually got more home time than I've ever had which also gives me more time to brainstorm and figure out what we're going to do. And we're just, we're making improvements inside our gyms that nobody even knows about because we're going to come out of this. And I plan on kicking, kicking, you know, kicking it right in the teeth come July and just taking everything over. I'm not negative. You know, I do positive. Exactly. Exactly the same. And you'll notice a difference in our relationship in the next month or two when we're coming out of this, because, you know, it's just what, identifying who your key partners are and we're going to be doing something exclusive every three months for you guys where we're both involved you have input in what you want from us oh absolutely you know we grow together like it's i know the brands are really working like that they'll come in and give you a special or some samples and stuff and there's no follow-through there's no relationship so you're probably going to be hearing a lot more from frank because i've put out a full brief and outline and things we can offer you guys it's like well you know we want a couple we want more SKUs in your store and we want we want to be able to give you the tools. We want to give you a deal every three months that's yeah. unique yeah. to you. And maybe a unique product and unique flavor, you know, co co advertising. All those things that companies just have forgotten to do that were done initially and they've got away well, from. It's we we've talked about that. Get back to the basics. You yeah. know, it's it's all about the relationship. You know that that's like especially times right now. It's you know yeah, my budget gets a little tighter. Retail's down a little bit just because discretionary income's down. But you know we're good. People are loyal to us. But we've spent mm-hmm. the time and I said you know if we got a choice between what brands we're going to carry because we got to keep it down. We the people we have partnerships with. You know Project yeah. AD and yeah. all the guys that we have you know partnerships with. And it was funny because we had my post up. I don't know what video I had, but Joe popped in there. And, it's like my 10 year anniversary starting this company is yeah. this August 1st. 
And yeah. you bet your ass I'm doing, I'm throwing block party. I don't give a damn. This stuff better be over with. We're doing it. And we'll hopefully like, you know, have everyone out. Cause I, uh, you know, I speak so highly of you all the time and, and a lot of people around here want to meet you anyways. And I said, let's just give uh, give Joe the room and let him, let him do his, do his thing. And, Absolutely. and uh, but you know, that's, it's kind of fun for me. Cause you know, I, I'm not worried right now. Like, we're taking care of our, our company. We're taking care of our, our employees or our family. They'll get paid before we do. And we're good because we've lived so frugal and because well, we're so damn cheap. I'm, I'm good. I can survive on next to nothing. Yep. <laughs> so as long as my people are good for a couple months, I'm good. We'll make it through this stronger than before. Yeah. You know, I, I said the same to like one of Brad, one of our athletes. He's been with me. He just signed his, his uh, contract. This is his fifth year. He was like, I went down to see him last week. And he was like, hey, I'm, I'll roll my commission back in for the month on my sales. I was like, no, you freaking work. I was like, everyone gets paid. Like, you've said about your couches. Like, dude, I mean, this 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 apartment is my first fixed address in almost a decade. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, yeah. Because <laughs> I've lived on the road for that long. Wow. And I've got nothing in here. I've got a TV, which was given to me by a friend who... I'd already put it in before I even flew out, and two servers that they didn't want, <laughs> and that's the only thing that's that's come in here other than the coffee machine and the blender. <laughs> I've made like no changes. I had to buy a couple of fans because I run hot all the time. But literally, it's it's a bare shell, and I'm like, well, if I have people come and visit, I'm like, and they want some stuff, we'll go and buy a table and chairs well, or whatever. Joe, I'm I'm good, you know. Yeah, so how sounds, do you how do you stay up with uh, all the Harry and Meghan news though? Don't you have to stay up on everything royal? Oh, dude! <laughs> Why do you think I live over here? <laughs> Everyone I always says because half the people don't understand what I say, but when they do understand what I say, like, where are you from, Australia? I'm like, no, try the other side of the world. Yeah. But when they eventually get to England, like, oh, I'd love to go there. I was like, no, you wouldn't. Don't miss <laughs> anything, like, else. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's, it's funny. Yeah. We, we've talked before and I've told people about like you, like you literally didn't have a fixed address for ever. Like you were six weeks, eight weeks, like nonstop. Like I yeah. people really realize the amount of time and dedication you put into trying to run, especially in the United States and back home. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I started when I was, uh, so what was it? 2000 and it was early 2009. I started like the first, like, the products 2009 Olympia, I flew out to meet my manufacturing partner who's still with me to this day, by the way. No, and so anyone awesome. who's looking at people in the industry or like, because it, it's an ego driven industry, it's like, do your research before you align yourself with someone, go on the social media and see who they've had around them and how quickly turn people over. If they've had people around them for five, six, seven, eight, nine years, you can tell that they keep people around. If they're with a different crew or they're hanging out with different friends every single week and you don't ever see them again, that'll tell you all you need to know about the pairs. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, that was 10 years. So I said when I started the company, because look, I got laughed at, of course. Like people in the industry thought I was nuts because I was, I'm always manufactured in the US. So I'm like a 23 year old kid, just, well, yeah, I'd say I was a kid, um, launching a brand out of the UK. Still living on the family farm, you know, I was <laughs> all of the products, put them in the in the in the shed and like mailed them out myself. <laughs> uh, That's why that peanut butter is so good. 
Yeah, it's like, well, like, oh, uh, why are you making it producing and manufacturing in America? I was like, one, I get better materials. Two, I've got good relationships. And three, it's an American brand. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, US manufacturing, US address. And I'm just starting in the UK. It's like, this is going to be an American brand. I'm going to make it in America. And they're like, they're, well, they'll just laugh. I mean, you're probably quite skeptical if you've got a 23 year old kid telling you all this stuff and he's just bought like, Five hundred, a thousand bottles of one product. Yeah, but like the vision was there, and I said to myself, Tim, like I'm going to give this until I'm 35 years old, and then I'll know I've given it a fair shot. And if I can't make anything happen by the time I'm 35, then maybe I'll look to do something else. And that's the only reason that I went through university and did a good degree. Yeah, just so there was something to like fall back on at the end. And my parents, my mother specifically, wanted me to go to university. It meant a lot to her. It's no one apart from my brother. My older brother, no one else had been through university. So I was like, you know what? I'll do that in some security. But I'm going to do my own thing regardless. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, it, we, we've talked like it. It's, it's starting out on just you because that's how I started. It was just me. And yeah. Shane was my first employee. It was six months into it. He's like, hey, I want to start my own store. And I made him my partner instead. And just, but it was just me. So like to this day... Like we, you and I have talked about this specifically. It's so hard for me to delegate out responsibilities in your company. You started from nothing because it's your baby. It's, it's, it's your child. And to this day, I still do all the books. I still do all the accounting. Tries me crazy. And my wife's an accountant and she still doesn't get to do it yet. She'll fix it when I screw it up, but Which you is know, all the time. I do not screw it up all the time. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit. How hard is it for you to delegate out responsibilities? I mean, she's an accountant. And I still don't let her touch my books, um, even though I, I'll ask her when I screw something up. But you know, what a confidence that is. Well, yeah, thanks. I just I have my way of doing it, and it's such a habit for me every day to get in and check deposits and check accounts and reckon and do my thing. I just can't. It's like so hard to give it away. I mean, I know you've had. We both have talked about this, like as your companies grow, and it's it's hard to figure out and try to people like focus on just one area. Um, yeah. but also like certain things you just want to keep in tow just with yourself. Well, there's certain things that I just can't give away because I come up with all of the, the products, the design, like no one can design products for me. I have to do, cause they're my own, they're, every product is a piece of myself. Yeah. So it's no one can go into my head and extract the information and even my take on what the literature and the information says. It's like I can read a study and it'll send me down a rabbit hole that's completely unrelated. So no one's going to be, ever be able to replicate that. So when people would copy your products, I'm like, yeah, you can copy these products, but you, you ain't going to copy like what's coming next. Yeah. You know, we've already got, how many products have we got? We've got three AD Life products all, all signed off. The peers are in. There's another skew for AD Elite series. And um, well, you probably give you something what, only idiots like me and you are probably dumb enough to, well, to use this opportunity of time like to actually get ready to launch another business. Yep. <laughs> so like I've done the feasibility study on that. So that'll come maybe late late in the year. And then I've already been working on another business, which is probably not even going to be ready until 2023. You know, so that's how long range the, the planning is. So no one can ever like take that spot. Yeah. It's, it's getting the right people in place. But we've come to that point now where certain people have been with me or they've joined. And when they joined, the company's evolved so much. 
Yeah. They need to learn to evolve because if they can't evolve and grow with the company, yeah. um, there's no place for them. Yeah. And it's really, I don't want to be like cutthroat because relationships, everything to me, but sometimes you've got to tell people, it's like, hey, come on. For us to grow, you've got to step up and improve your skill set. And if you don't want to improve your skill set, you can't grow with the company because we need like the company to grow. You've got to grow as a person. And, you know, if I can trust you as a person, you'll get more responsibility. But you've got to display to me that you've got the skill set yeah. and the abilities to take over that responsibility. And that's the hard part. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, I know you've got a couple of guys who have been with you for a long time. And you can build around that because you understand the company culture and you understand like your mindset as an owner. Well, it's like Someone it's, new coming in, working with like Tim Rexius or working with me. It like these guys are completely a bit weird. It's a bit different. Like yes, but once you get it, you'll enjoy it and have the most prosperous career if you're willing to step up. Well, that's that's where we're at, you know. And I, it's I told them all the same thing. Like we will set the culture, obviously, and you need to repeat the culture with everyone because we're at the point now where I can't work with everyone because it's, it's gotten too big. But at the same point, like I go, don't try to be good at twenty things. Find your five and kick ass at it. And so I kind of I keep their fair, you know, and they need to grow in that area and become an expert. I want them to come. Oh my god, dude! You know, we asked. We might, I don't know. We must have been like separated somewhere. I've gone to. I don't know. <laughs> but it's exactly the same rhetoric as I say. Because I, I tell my guys, you don't only to be talking to each other and yeah. like marketing guys so he's like what do you mean I was like you need to talk to me and you need to do the marketing I was like you don't need to have your fingers in every pie because half the time when they're talking it's just gossip and noise yeah. like, I don't need you to know about this this and this I need to know your job inside out so when I ask you a question you can answer me immediately and give me the numbers the reports run the analytics whatever it may be and then we can make the, the judgment call on what we're going to do next. Yeah. I don't need you to like be scratching your head and come back. So I'll come back to you in a week. Like, I need the information there and then. So you better know your shit off by heart and know yeah, your exactly. job inside out and everything about that yep. job. You know, and be, like you said, be an expert at that job because that's your actual, you're the vital cog in the wheel. Well, um, that's like if I haven't got turning and everyone else is, then we're going to slow down. You well, know? that's what I said. If you're into, you know, logistics, if you're doing in the marketing, if you're in the video or if you're in, you know, the, uh, the wholesale portion, whatever, I want you to be better at that than me. I want you to become yeah. the expert in that because that way I don't have the time to go a thousand percent into every area. Like my job is to oversee all of it and put it together as a cohesive mission, but I need you to get better at it than me. And I kind well, of that's go, probably just, we just brought in Melissa, which you, you've not met Melissa yet, but she used to work at Quest mm -hmm. and then uh, she went to Gap for a short period. Um, but she, I don't know the supermarkets here. I don't have contacts with the buyers. I don't know that side because I'm, hey, I'm not even from the country. I've not even heard of a half of the places, you know, these regional supermarkets and the distributors in the food industry. She's an expert there. So it's like, you know what? You're, you're into manage Professor Nuts. And it's like, we'll agree it together. You're going to go out and you're going to have to, you'll take the lead a little bit on like knowing the accounts. But so she's an expert. So, and that was a real, she's changing the dynamic and can't wait for you to actually, you'll get to meet her and speak to her because I know what you're doing with your popcorn. We might be able to yeah. Yeah. help there because yeah. we're going to be in the mass market with Professor Nuts in six months. Hey, Joe, real quick. What are you, what are you doing for content? I mean, I, I've seen some of your stuff on YouTube, but like, are you doing a lot of in-house stuff or do you have a, do you have a team? 
Yeah, so we've got like Alex Fricky, who was with us and he went he, like a couple of years ago. He's really good. Well, he was in the first ever John Wick film. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got an acting background and he was in the WWE, like the reality series. What was it called? Like the first one? Uh, WWF, right? No, it was WWE. Uh, no, it was, it was the one on MTV. They had a reality thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> or something. Was it that? Yeah. I watched yeah. it. I thought it was awesome. I just can't remember the name of it. But Yeah, so he, he's from that background. Obviously, he's been in the industry for a long time. So he he does content on products like the, the, the one-minute videos, like the, the sell points for the retailers. We don't want to go in depth. Then we've got Alex Kickle, the coach, who's just like the mer- he, He's He's like me, but his whole thing is like coaching and like putting out reading studies. So, I mean... I think it was the Matador video that he did, and he had some like 150 studies, like cited yeah. at the bottom of his video, <laughs> you know, on on the materials. So yeah. he's doing the lengthy videos, and this is something we're going to be able to send out to to you. Or so if you've got a franchisee who doesn't understand the product, yeah, you go, hey Frank, they're carrying a Minotaur, they're carrying Shreddable, they're carrying Citrus Bergamot, they're carrying Ashwagandha. Um, have you got anything for them? Okay, here's the the uh, quick and dirty one minute sell point video with the main highlights. Here's like the eight to ten minute in depth science video for this product. Yeah, awesome. your tools. If you got any questions? Come back to us. You know, and that's a huge that, that's a mm-hmm. huge asset for us because I I I want to replicate myself in the stores. At a certain point, like I like educated yeah. uh, staff, and and, and the franchisees for me is the same thing. I don't care if they're in Texas or Minneapolis; they still represent our name. So, trying to get them the tools as much as they can to be able to learn and become the expert in their field, what you guys give us is is huge. Well, that's that's it, Tim. I mean, it's we understand what you need. It's like. I'm, I've never been a sales guy. Obviously, I've sold and I had to sell because I was buying myself, so I built the brand. So yeah. I can sell, but I don't like selling on. Hey, buy this. It's it's the best. It's this. It's this. It will do you a deal on this. It's like I'm going to give you the, one of the the best products or the best products in a category that I believe at this moment in time. I'm going to give you good margin, and I'm going to give you all the tools to sell the product. Yeah. When you've got someone coming and offering you that, and look, and guess what? You know, we'll, we'll protect the price as well, so it's never devalued. So your margins are yeah. always going to be there. That to me, it's like if you don't have a retailer who's like, okay, that, that's worth a shot. Then the retailer really needs it. So he's yeah. head testing. They're not educating their customer base, and they won't be long in the industry because they're just selling. They're order takers. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're coming for a selling car C four. They're selling a C four. You know, they're not, they're not, I don't want nothing against that company, but there's not much in that product for the price. You can give yeah. them something much better or two products. You know? Well, see, I mean, that was us. We, we were so honest with customers. Even when we had something like that in our store, it's like, hey, they come in looking for it. And I'm like, and I, you know, I'd tell them the other options, but they really wanted the C4 that people yeah. liked us so much. I'd be like, well, hey, do you have a Costco membership? Cause you can get two jugs for five bucks more over there than I can sell it to you. And they'd laugh. They go, are you serious? I'm like, I'm dead serious. And like, but then I, you know, I was honest, but I want a customer for a lifetime because I was like, I was yeah. real. I'm like, if you want a superior product, I got it. But if you're looking for the cheapest thing, I go, honestly, five minute drive over there is going to save you 10 bucks. Yeah. And it was always yeah. cool about it. And I think that's why, I mean, and all those brands who do that pricing stuff don't exist in our stores anymore. Anyways, eventually people just, ex- you know, expect to get the best advice from us more than they do the best, you know, deal always. But, we, you know. But. Well, they're all they're all dying off anyway. You know, look how many brands turn up oh, yeah. because they they can't evolve, and they've only got like 
And if you're like, you're a social media, like, influencer, I tell you what, if you haven't got any, like, uh, any real solid base, like, any long, you've you done in 18 months. Yeah. So you better yeah. make money in 18 months because everyone gets bored of everyone eventually. Exactly. You know, why do I not do videos very often or come out and talk much? Like, because people have seen me for God knows how many years. Like, I always evolve <laughs> with my education. Yeah. And I always put out new information and nuggets like when it's of value. But do you need different faces? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I've you know, seen so that. You've got, got a good team of athletes, so it's like you can always keep rotating because you give people the same voice and the same face over and over. It's like they don't even hear it or see it. It's like uh, it's, it's that again. And we've Next. seen that over the last couple of years. We really see that with you. You've really expanded your team. I know you've had Brad with you for years, but we've seen a lot of people bring on like hey Joe, uh, was it Joey? Ashlyn, Ashlyn, yeah, Ashlyn. And you've got athletes. I mean, that we know that they're they're. It's nice having different faces. Like but you also started doing a podcast too. Is that correct? Did you? Uh, yeah, me and Justin Compton, Dominic Cardone. I think we're like twenty eight episodes in now. Um, well, that's just us. We're, I've been going to do a podcast for years, honestly, and I just always talk myself out of it because I, I don't like doing a great deal of talking to the public. But when yeah. I'm in front of a camera, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. But it's just like the build-up. Like, even this morning, it was like an hour. I'm like climbing the walls an hour before this. Like, oh, man, I, I, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. You know? They always like worry to the nth degree. It's the same yeah. before I travel. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been traveling for God knows how many years, but... You ask Frank, like, how early I need to be at the airport. He, he's like, we, we have, like, so many arguments if we travel together. It's like, oh, we'll just get there 30 minutes before we can get through. I'm like, dude, I want to be there an hour and a half before I want to sit. If I can sit and do emails and have a coffee if we're early. I'm like, if we're, if we're running late, we miss that flight. We are screwed. <laughs> you, you, you can curse. You can, you can absolutely curse, on this curse one. here. Hey, I've got a very serious question for you. This is the hardest hitting question of the day. Are you a football fan? And I'm, when I say football, I mean soccer. Oh, 100%. I grew up on Who, soccer. Who's your team? Uh, well, we won't discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Because they're not, what, is it man you? No, no, you don't disclose it because we're one of the strongest teams in the league, actually, because we're at the bottom and we're holding everybody else up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Everton? No, I'm trying to think. No, the, that's oh. Aston Villa. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I, started, I just started supporting them when I was four years old, so like I'm 30 well, years old. Well, you're a big guy, so I didn't know maybe rugby was more your thing or... No, I, I played soccer as soon as I could stand up and I stopped playing. You see, I'm even calling it soccer now. I've been here for too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I stopped playing when I was about 21, 22. So I was a central midfielder and you're up and down the pitch. And yeah. I'd start yeah. these at, at like 196 pounds, box to box. And then like, because I was in, I was bodybuilding two months into the season. I'd be two hundred and thirty pounds and couldn't breathe. Holy crap! That's crazy. Season coincides with the soccer season. Somebody yeah. needed to teach you how to play some American football. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm learning. I, I got addicted <laughs> to. I, I renewed. I put Netflix on because I don't watch TV. So my TV had not been on for about seven months. Yeah. Until this lockdown, and then I, I switched Netflix on. I think it's going to be three weeks ago this weekend. And I got hooked on All-American. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, which is American football. So Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm learning, and Brad's into it. Frank's a big football freak. So, like, when I was staying with Frank in Joanne in Texas, like, they'd always have the games on. I used to, I've been to a couple of TCU games. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, 
I'm willing to learn. I don't mind it actually. Yeah. One of my favorite, of my favorite films was Draft Day. I don't know if you've seen. Oh, that. Draft Day is a great film. Oh, great uh, with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah you should check yeah. out Friday Night Lights, and then also check out if you can't, if you know anybody with an Amazon Prime. Um, uh, it's like Netflix, but it's Amazon. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should check out the uh, All or Nothing, and uh, they, they do All or Nothing for you know soccer and for football, but the the Eagles are this year, and it's pretty good. It's a good season. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll yeah. check that out. It's a cool documentary. Yeah. Yeah, it's behind the scenes NFL. It's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm on. Well, anyway, I just I had to ask you that because I figured with you know being from do you have do you have dual citizenship then or no? I'm so I need to get married. <laughs> well, I've, I've got a girl. I've got a girlfriend. I can introduce you to. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My girlfriend wants to get married. She wants to get married. So I'm going to judge the success of these podcasts on the amount of DMs that I get. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I mean, in all seriousness, I've got quite a unique visa, and uh, I don't want. I won't get into it too much. That was the most difficult year of my of my life. I remember you couldn't come back in, over. Yeah, was 2017. So. I couldn't get into the United States. So I applied for a standard business visa, which I was told to apply for, um, which would give me a year and you just keep renewing it. And that was rejected because I was the owner of the limited company, which is the equivalent of an LLC in the UK. And I was the owner of an LLC. Well, now, now it's two LLCs because Professor Nuts is a separate LLC. So I was the owner of the LLC over in the United States. So that that rejection is on my record now. So that's why I've not left the country for, it's going to be a full year and I'm scared to leave the country. So I won't fly out of the USA um, until the situation change with, changes with Trump and they aren't even doing anything with visas now. Because every time I would fly back, I would get stopped and questioned for two, three, four hours um, Seriously, just, I, I couldn't deal with the stress. So I'm on. A, I've got a five-year visa, but I'm a sponsee through the UK company. So I had to prove that we did sufficient international trade to warrant a visa, and that process took eleven months and was about twelve thousand dollars. And the fi- the final document was five hundred and fifteen pages that was oh submitted to the embassy. That's that's insane. Oh uh, do, do you know anybody that travels from the United States to the UK a lot? While well, you do, but do they have the same issue over there? It depends on what they're traveling as. Because I've never had any problems for the first nine years. Because I was just coming for six to six weeks or so. So it was coming over on like an Esther as if I was a tourist, and then. It was 2016 Olympia I went over. They looked at my history like, you're coming an awful lot. Because then I was going six weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, oh, eight, yeah. six, eight yeah. weeks backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And I was like, yeah, like, well, what are you doing? Because you're not a tourist. So I was like, oh, shit, they're not going to let me through. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I, I've got some interest to see your aim port. Like, I was like, well, let you, it's like, you just, next time, just get a business visa. You get one, no problem, sir. I'm like, that kind of makes sense. If they're going to be, turning me away or I have to live the worst thing when you're flying over and the, the prospects of landing then being put on a plane to come back again um, so but the, with the rejection of the standard business visa that's just it's on my record so it looks like I've got something against me or I've done something wrong um, so me getting in the country is really really difficult and I've never outstayed my welcome in the US I've never had a criminal conviction so it's just even my lawyer I've had two lawyers work on it the one who got me the original visa and recently 
about six, seven months ago, I, I hired another US lawyer to look at it for me. And they were like, well, you should have a problem. And I was due to fly home at Christmas. And I just couldn't take the risk. I'd even bought the tickets. But my lawyer was like, well, this is all I can really give you. It's like a kind of script for when you're coming back. I'm like, dude, if I'm coming back, I need to have a ton of support and evidence. Um, I, I've got to be fully prepped. So I, I just... Yeah. Wow! Didn't, didn't even fly back. So that's, that's crazy. Why my family, I don't know if you saw in February. My it was cool because they kind of surprised me. They said, "Oh, we're going to come and see you probably next week." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, because my nephew's two years old. If you don't see a child for a year at two years oh, old, oh, you get really yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Part of life." Yeah. So my brother and his partner, <clears throat> his mother, well, my nephew's mother, came out for two weeks, and they flew back the week before the coronavirus <laughs> oh my goodness so I was like man some things are just meant to be you yeah know? no shit wow that's, wow, that's crazy. crazy that's crazy well um thanks so much for coming on the show man like I can't wait to get you actually up here in Nebraska hopefully this summer as soon as we can get yeah. a date figured out when all well, this crazy is over fancy studio you know see Seth Barossi in there you guys like having a laugh like all especially <laughs> I'm like I have to do it on Zoom in my like makeshift like, uh, you were set to come you were set to come here like four weeks ago but this all <laughs> this know. shit so but you know get you up all here in the, the summer all booked and everything you know and I was like I was being looking forward to it for so long because I haven't been out on the road and I'm not being up to see you guys I think it was like Valentine's week in 18 19 was born was it or was he born yeah he wasn't born I don't think he was born yet I think it was right before she had him a year yeah. ago it's over a year ago yeah so it's or two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, I can't remember. Let's but. catch it with Nick, you know? Yeah. So. Well, that's, uh, he just keeps getting bigger. So, uh, oh, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's taking advantage of lockdown, right? Yeah, he just, you know, they just had a baby about a week ago. Um, I know, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah. so then, you know, between that and lifting weight, he's just, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, on the same eating schedule as the baby, right? Yeah, about, about every, every, every every thirty-five minutes. Um, it's insane. I like to got something different in his mouth. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you this summer, man. Nice yeah, to meet thank you, you very much, guys. I appreciate you hugely, both as personal friends and on the business end. So absolutely, brother. Absolutely. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Right. Bye-bye. All right, take care. More little story is, you and you, and I am me, just be. I'm a gentleman, now I'm settled in, even when they said I'm let them in. I said, guess again, what's the way I walk into a room and everybody stare? Godfather-like presence, everybody know I'm here. Stepping right into my office, pouring bourbon on the rocks. Toast to the homies that can never see the light, and the haters that forever see my ghost. What a night.